Hey, this is Steven from Spirit Family Reunion. I'll be hosting this first episode of Season 5. Sorry. Hey, this is Dan from the Newport Folk team. I'm here with Stephen in the festival offices. Uh, Stephen, about a month ago, you came to us with a podcast idea. Can you explain what that was? Well, yeah, my podcast idea was I had this long uh, trip to get to Newport last year in 2018. I was, uh, it started in Amsterdam where I was working at a circus for three months. Right. And, uh, and I had to get from Amsterdam to Newport in about, I don't know what it, I guess that was over the span of 20 hours to, so I could make it in time for all Newport's Eve, the kickoff party at the Newport Blues Cafe. So when did I, you decide that you were going to come back to Newport? Was this scheduled? Like you knew that you were going to be making a 20-hour journey? No. Well, I, I realized that the circus ended way too close to when Newport was starting. <laughs> so... And, and I had my plane ticket back to New York. So that was all set. But I landed in New York and I was exhausted. And I got home. And it was, I got home at like midnight. And I realized I had no way of getting up to Newport. So I went on the internet and I found a, a bus from New York to Boston. And then from Boston to Newport. So the ne- I only got, I think I got about four hours of sleep. Then I had to jump on a bus up to Boston, but the bus, the, the traffic was crazy. And instead of a five hour bus ride, it took nine hours. So by the time I got to South Station in Boston, the last bus to Newport had already left. So I had to figure out another way to get down to Newport. So I figured out I could get from Boston to Providence, then from there, take a city bus down to Newport. So that's a Ripta, I believe is what they call it's, it's it. It's called a Ripta. And if you've taken the Ripta, you know how adventurous that is. It, it, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> so, so, so I go from Boston. I, so I take a bus from Boston to Providence and then I'm waiting a while and finally catch a, a city bus, the Ripta. And I finally get to downtown Newport where I, I guess it was 1030 at night. I finally get to Newport and uh, I make it just in time for the end of the show and I have some drinks with some friends and I'm finally relaxing. And I tell my buddy, this musician friend of mine, the story and he goes, why do you keep coming back to Newport? And I had no good answer. But I, I realized, I was like, oh, I, I, see, I have a lot of friends who come to Newport every year and I see them and it's sometimes the only place I see them and they're way smarter than me and they can answer this question way better than me. So I called up some friends and... Uh, these are their answers to the question. Why do I keep coming back to Newport? How'd the sound quality turn out, Steven? The, the sound quality was especially bad because <laughs> I had a, a broken old phone that a friend gave me. And I tried to download a fancy app to record phone calls, but they would not work because the phone was so bad. So apologies for the sound quality. I hope it doesn't bug you too much, but the answers my buddies gave me are pretty good. All right. So who's the first voice we're going to hear? 
The first voice you're hearing is Ian O'Neill from the band Deer Tick. He's a buddy of mine, even if he doesn't know it. <laughs> Corey. Okay. Um, hey, Ian. Hey, how's it going? Uh, why do you keep going to Newport? Um, something I think that's kind of unique to Deer Tick and all of us within Deer Tick is that Newport isn't just figuratively um, home, but it's actually uh, geographically home for a lot of us. <laughs> so it kind of feels like a homecoming of friends and family every time we're down there. Um, literally our parents and children come to the event, even if we're not playing it, we kind of are treated as if we're at some sort of homecoming. So I think it would be impossible to stay in Providence while Newport's happening just 45 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. I was. Um, I, well, I guess I'll uh, say into the microphone. I was like, yeah, because I think about most of the people I've interviewed. None of us are from Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, it's, we always. It's a trek for you. It's like a trek, but a. It's like yeah. It's, it's kind of a, like everybody like you guys like you're t- like you're saying Sean, Lucius, and even the Fleece Brothers who played several years. Everybody's kind of an adopted family of the Folk Fest who who want to be a part of it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You guys. I feel like you have a pre- maybe pressure is not the right word, but like. You guys are going to do those three shows <laughs> <laughs> until you, I guess, decide not to. Until we decide not to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But no, it's a, it's, I think, because it, Newport's a tradition. Yeah. But, like, for you guys, how long have you guys been doing it? Like, I think our, this year, the year of 2019, will be our ninth year. So next year will be our tenth year. Damn. Yeah, we're coming up on a big yeah. anniversary. Yeah, like, well, the good thing is, like, I mean, well, not for you. For, like, someone like me or, let's say, like, Lucius or Sean or... Shaky crazy or whatever. We don't have the like every year <laughs> thing that you have to have, so it's like uh, Yeah. It, it can be exhausting, but yeah. it's um it's like every year we kinda dread the pressure of like coming up with new guests and new songs and stuff like that. But then when it comes to it we have like the best weekend of our lives and it's a, always a, a reaffirming for the band's existence. Well the dreams in the ditch. Now the kids are all pissed. The voice you're hearing is Laura. She works for Lagunitas and has been coming to Newport for years. She's rad and gives me lots of free beer. All right. You ready? Uh, so <laughs> why do you keep coming back to Newport? <laughs> so that's how it goes, huh? I'm not, a, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not Terry Gross. I'm not, I don't know how people do, I don't know how people do interviews. I'm just, I'm just winging it, you know. All right, perfect, yeah. perfect. Well, let me tell you an honest answer that has not been rehearsed <laughs> that I am thrilled to say why I keep coming back to Newport. And, uh, you know, there's something to say about the way music changes your life, right? That's why we all listen to it. It enriches our life. It, 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 it keeps us feeling hopeful and keeps us feeling not so alone in the world. Um, we've all been to a million concerts and festivals and... When you see your favorite artists on stage, you're having one of those truly connected moments. Um, what's amazing to me about Newport is the way all of the artists feel while they're there. 
so it's, it's, it appears to me when I see them that they are having the best day at work ever. They are collaborating with people they never thought they'd collaborate with. They're sharing a bill with their heroes, you know, they're, and they're spending this weekend in that environment just encouraged to be better artists just by the nature of the venue. So when they get on stage, they are truly sharing with us what feels to be a very, very special day at work for them. And, you know, just... I can't, it's just, it, it, it's amazing how that translates to the fans and to people in the industry. Like, we can all feel that uh, something special is going on when you see an artist smiling the way they do on and off stage. That alone, wondering, you know, am I going to cry again <laughs> in the next hour? <laughs> And it's true, Stephen. I just cry like a little baby the whole weekend at Newport because I just can't believe um, how raw and beautiful it is for artists and fans alike. Well, yeah, I'd like to think that there's, you know, I mean, I've been on both sides of it. I've played and I've been an audience member. And it's like, I think, yeah, there's a transcendence where everyone's getting an like almost equal appreciation, even no matter what side of the, you know, the barricade you're on. Cause, yeah, I don't... Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because it seems like that. Like, yeah. you know, the emerging artists are encouraged to, you know, hang out with Mavis Staples and talk shop and work on some songs together and then bring it to that big stage. Um... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it's true, though. And I'm like, yeah, I think about how many times I cry during the weekend. I'm like, I cry a lot of times during the weekend. Well, I, I do too. Now, you know, I'm I'm we're we're the beer sponsor at Newport, but I'm also a music fan and running the music department at the beer company at book bands, right? So for me, I every once in a while I'll book a band that I know is just going to be a great time. But the truth is, when I'm going out, it's like, am I going to get goosebumps? Or am I gonna cry? You know, or the combination of both—that's really the best. Yeah. No, you know, but uh, don't go making fun of me for crying all the time. I, I'm sure no one I've interviewed yet has mentioned crying, but I'm pretty sure everyone <laughs> cries a bit at Newport. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? They're just not willing to admit it. Well, yeah. That's... Now, don't you go thinking like I'm all soft on you now? I am. I, I've never giant thought of you as soft. <laughs> Giant bull of a woman yeah. cries like a little baby. No, no one who's ever met you has used the word soft. I don't think. <laughs> Bless your heart. Yeah. Then I will proudly say, I cry all weekend long. Here's Cam from The Suffers giving a quick little tidbit about how she feels about Newport. I keep coming to Newport because it reminds me that what I'm doing is valuable. And it's nice to see people that do what I do as far as playing real instruments, writing real songs, just being who they are, whatever type of music it is that they're playing. But 
I love going to a place where being yourself as an artist is celebrated and not reprimanded. Steve Benoit is a festival photographer, and we like going out to the parlor afterwards where he buys me drinks. Because when, we, when you sent me that text the first time, I, I thought it would be an easy... And then, of course, the more I thought about it, the more I, I figured out it's got uh, you know, more than a few parts to it, I think, for me at least. I think it's probably very individual for everybody um, who who's, attends a festival or feels strongly about the festival. I mean, it's... Uh, the music, but it's also just about the connections and, and family and friends and the memories and all the moments that happen in that one little spot on, in one weekend every year. Um, quite honestly, I, I can say I live for it. Like I, I look forward to that weekend every day of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you kind of have a different perspective. I mean, because of course you're hanging and you're part of it all, but you're also at least somewhat have to be a little bit of an observer at some point to get the good for photographs you get, you know? And then I guess later yeah. in the night, you know, you you put down the camera and we're all just hanging out around a, you know, a table. But like, yeah, I, I can imagine, because I've talked to a couple of musicians so far, you have a couple, you, you, you definitely have a different perspective and I'm sure it's like, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I'd say it's just different groups of people. Yeah. Quite honestly, because it's, it's the same thing whether we're all sitting around a table, you know, in um, late night or if it's with the people that I stay with uh, during the festival. I mean, we kind of we talk to each other as a group all year round. Um, and it's, re- it's really the same thing. It's just different types of people because it, I, I look forward just as much to seeing you as I do to the people that, um, you know, I share a house with that weekend. So, um I realize I'm actually I'm pretty lucky that way for sure to, to be able to be on both sides of the rail I guess, um, but it, essentially it's the same thing and it just gets heightened because it's different people and it's different groups and I, it's like a giant family reunion. Yeah, I mean even though I've performed there, it's I definitely you know feel like a kinship to every aspect of it whether it's uh, you and Nina taking photographs or Marianne doing security or the fans or. Brit and Caps or the musicians, you know, it's like there's a certain thing that seems to transcend any person at the festival, you know. Yep, totally. I think, and I think that's uh, probably helped to be created by the fact that the people who go to the festival, for the most part, and the people who play it, are open to that kind of a thing, and they're open to having. They they want to be friendly and they want to have a good time and make memories and and, and stuff like that. So it's um, I think it's. Fairly, fairly unique. I've never been part of anything that has people who are, you know, kind of the artists and then people who are there in attendance have such a common kind of goal or a common approach to the weekend. Yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. 
Oh well, yeah. Well, is there uh, other stuff you want to say? I don't really, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, how to approach this. I'm just interviewing everyone and asking them the exact same question, you know. Yeah. Um, I know the question is like going back to Newport every year, but I think part of the reason that it, another part of it is is that people are so um, attached to the festival, myself included, is that it's not just that weekend. You know, it's it's. I've got friends that I've made there that I talk to can see 365 days a year. Um, so it's that's a that's a pretty special thing for me, too. Totally, that's that, that's pretty nice. Yeah, I guess I I think about that. I'm like, yeah, we don't see each other that often, but I'm like, yeah, when I make it to Massachusetts, I try to hang, you know, go see Caps and Brit, and and then I, I every once in a while I see Nina and you know Todd in the city. You know, it's just like, oh yeah, I guess it really is beyond just three days in the end of July, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's funny, this is, this is going to be a, a little bit of a long-winded story, but my dad took me to jazz when I was, like, 12, and he's been, he's go, he goes every year, since I can remember. He used to ride his bike from our house, Central Mass, to Rhode Island to go to the jazz festival. And one year, he brought me with him, and it was almost kind of the same thing. Like, he met a group of people there, and they'd been meeting there for, 20 years or whatever um and it was his like weekend family so i was kind of exposed to that before i even knew it existed um and then when i i, I look back on that now uh and i'm like oh i get it like i got why my dad was so obsessed with getting down to newport every year The next voice you're hearing is a guy with a beautiful smile, Zach from the Lone Bellow. I mean, I feel like I'm probably going to give the same answer as everybody else. That's fine. But I'll, but I'll try to make it special. <laughs> I mean, it's such a communal vibe. Like, no other festival out there. Um, and I don't... I don't know if Jay and the guys have like curated that that feeling on purpose or if it just happened naturally. But like, usually when you play a festival, you know you come in. You know how it is. You mm -hmm. come in and you you play the show, and then you like leave. And um, especially these past couple years, the the year two years ago. When me and Margo sang for the protest thing, and then last year when we played, I got to stay for like the whole weekend, and um, it just—it's just great, like being around, like the photographers, the security guards, the staff that puts it on, the other bands, you know, all the collaboration, the stuff that happens at night with like the you know the quiet shows it's just like it's just a really really exciting fun time man um but yeah i i love that about it um and i you know that's not that's not something that you can just like piece together without any heart like 
I, it it comes together so well. Um, hmm. And then the other, you know, the other shows are so inspiring. I mean, uh, it's just great seeing. I don't know. It seems like everybody everybody's kind of like that, like working class musician. Like, you know, you got the big wigs that come in for for the last piece of the puzzle each day but even they are usually really cool so it's just like it's just a really inspiring time um as a as a musician because mm. like we grew up knowing the history of newport um newport was the very first festival to ever ask us to play um so i don't know i grew up like with that recording of Bob Dylan being called Judas and the whole thing and then living in New York and it being like kind of the best festival close to New York City um, in my opinion <laughs> it was just it was great it's great man totally I concur <laughs> yeah The next voice you're hearing is Nate. He is a huge music fan who's been coming to Newport for over 10 years. And besides that, he also operates the Green Monster at Fenway Park. I keep coming back to Newport because, I mean, it's the best festival out there. Um, But it's the people that I meet, the people that I see only at the fort, even friends of mine that I've been friends with since high school that no longer live in the Boston area that will make the cross-country flight back home to come to the fort and it's a weekend that we all, you know, set our calendars around, make sure that everybody gets that, that time off from work. And, and it sort of is this hub of, uh, uh, allowing us to all reconnect no matter what has happened in the last year in our lives. And, and just know that we're always going to see each other at the fort every year. Damn. That's, that's a cool way to, I never, no one's answered like that yet. It's like, oh yeah, you're a New England person and you've been doing it forever. And you, even though you guys all travel other places, you come back for Newport. Cause yeah. most of the people, most of the people I think of, it's like, you know, I'm not, fr- I'm from New York, you know, but I've been coming up for like eight years and I see people, but yeah, you see people you've known since you were a kid, I guess. Yeah. Not, I mean, that's pretty, yeah, that's it's, cool. it started out as this, you know, this sort of small group of ours that, that started to go. And I think I'd gone back back in the day. And then we all started to go again in around 2011, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, like I said, it was a small group, but we started to invite more and more of our friends, whether it's people's girlfriends or boyfriends that they've, you know, have brought into the mix or, uh, we even, we even have one of our good buddies that comes every year is about to have a kid. So we, 
you know, we, we're now going to have this new sort of phase in our Newport life of, of bringing, bringing a, a, a kid to the festival with us. Um, but it's something that, you know, I think the great thing about Newport is you could come when you're 20 and then you can come when you're 35 and just starting a family and uh, still have, you know, as much fun and, uh, as you did the first time you went. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's definitely, you can be an old person or a little baby and probably still have a good time. I guess yeah. it's, you know, hard to do that some festivals, I guess, but. Yeah, or, you know, sometimes it's you, one festival, you know, if you, you want that family-friendly experience, you've got to go to Festival A, and if, if you if you don't want that, you got to go to Festival B, but I think Newport does a great job of being able to combine those two experiences for people and, and you know, allow a group of friends that might be in different life stages be able to all come together and have have an awesome weekend next up is dan you may know him as the guy who's always dancing front row at newport or at many other shows he's one of the biggest music fans i know last year was my 10th year and uh and I guess at some point, I just, uh, the quality of uh, the, the festival and the openness and the, the kind of commitment that, that Newport seems to bring uh, to, uh, to music and trying to use music as something to put like a like positive change into the in in the world I think is sort of I've never seen that anywhere I've never seen that t- consistently to such an extent as I do at Newport and I feel like if Newport is gonna continue to uh, to do their part on that end of like fostering a place that is like so amazing and so like ripe for those experiences to happen that like it's kind of like my duty as like uh someone who like also participates in that way as like a listener and a lover of of music uh to to show up for that and to like you know to 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 represent like that half you know like if if you know if the music needs to be listened to by people i want to be that those people i want to be those like you know the the kind of i want to i want to do my part in creating that energy damn that's a good answer (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know it's just been like a you know it's uh it's just been a thing it's like you know i've never seen a place where like uh sort of i feel like the musicians feel like like they're as free you know to do what they feel is like great and good you know and i feel like there's so there's such a camaraderie between the musicians and the fans there that it's like you know it's it's just amazing and i think i went 
I think the thing that got me was, uh, I forget what year it was. It was one of the first real after shows that they did. It was, I think it was Dawes and Friends at the, at the Pickens Theater. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I showed up to that show and that show was just unbelievable. It was like, you know, they were, you know, just everyone that played at that show was just like, you know, in just playing their hearts out like they, you know, and I've seen that so many, so many times and the things that like you can get, you know, like it's just going to lead to these experiences that you would never find anywhere else. Play, musicians playing with other musicians in a way I sort of feel like, you know, doesn't doesn't happen nearly as much as it should um, yeah I, I, I totally agree with that <laughs> J.P. Harris has been a buddy of mine for years. He has a huge beard and a huge heart, and here he's going to talk now. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so J.P. Harris, why do you keep coming back to Newport? <laughs> why do I keep coming back to Newport? Well, I'd like to say that it was only for the free oysters, um, which is a major deciding factor every year, of course. But, um, and, you know, obviously I started coming to Newport. I guess this will be the sixth year in a row that I've been there. Um, and, you know, I just realized very quickly that Newport is the only, uh, it's, it's the only institution that exists in America. I mean, first and foremost, it has a really long, important history that directly relates to the music I make. Um, you know, and that is a, is a heavily significant thing, but it's also, it's the only institution in America that is straddling both lines uh, in my mind of the the musical worlds that I float between, which is that, you know, you have um, bands that a lot of people think of more as like, you know, the, the sort of hot now indie rock, cool kid music, whatever. Um, and at the same time, everything is always tied back into the roots of traditional music at the festival in one way or another. And that there's a lot of cross pollination and, you know, stepping back from that a little bit, I, you know, it's um, it's it's the only place where musicians get to hang out and sort of experience the whole spectrum of the music that we all come from and exist in. You know, um, you go to some other big music festival that you know you might be an artist like myself. Probably, you know, many times I end up being the most traditional, and even though the music I make is not strictly traditional by any means, um, I'll end up being the most traditional band on a festival bill. Or, you know, the flip side of that is we go and we play, um, you know, something that's billed more specifically as a traditional or folk festival, and we're the most extreme, loud, rock and roll band that they've allowed through the gates that year. And, um, and, and, and then the big picture of that really is that I'm getting to make a mark on and contribute to this one continuum that's existed. You know, essentially, 
at least the spirit of Newport has gone uninterrupted, you know, for quite some time. And to be part of that and know that, you know, in whatever small way I get to, you know, contribute to and partake in this one ongoing tradition, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know how I could miss it for anything else. You know, I haven't figured out any way that um, anyone could, could buy my for me to not be at Newport and be a part of that, you know. Um, and I've never been around a group of people. I think that, that those exact reasons are why so many, such a diverse uh, palette of musicians and, um, you know, uh, just like there's so many like diehard people that just come every year, whether they're performing or not, you know, artists. Um, I think it just speaks volumes to the fact that it's one of the few places where you can feel truly comfortable um, outside of the standard, you know, fan, artist, staff dynamic that exists at so many of these things that we all play. Um, so, you know, it's just, um, it's just a really comfortable place to get. To. It's like a giant house party that also includes, you know, a stage for fans to watch. Um, so <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty cool, you know. It's like the greatest house party you could imagine, um, you know, plus, it's like I said, the free oysters and a bunch of fans to scream and cheer when you, when you jump on stage and do your thing. So um, I, can't really, I can't really imagine a better format, uh, you know, for a bunch of weirdos to get together for a weekend than that. So. Damn, you're so good at this. And I just stream of consciousness. You also caught me like 20 minutes after I finished my third cup of espresso, you know. Get a little money in a hole by the Tallapoosa River. Said I'm going up north where the tall trees shiver. It's a hard road before you get back home. All right, we've heard from everybody. What's your, uh, what's your conclusion? Why do you come back to Newport, Stephen? All right, serious sappy answer. Serious sappy answer. It's what I've known for the last eight years. It's where my band came and people were really like sweet and clapped loud and took care of us. And the not so sweet answer is like, like anyone else, I'm insecure and people are like really nice to me and buy me drinks and give me free oysters. Love it.
crumpled up napkin. She'll never be your ego. She'll never be a bandit. She'll never get to eat you like your heart's a pomegranate. I'm throwing out the milk. The olives got old. I'm tired of my mind getting heavy with mold. I need to start a garden. 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 Gonna start a garden in my backyard. I'm gonna start a garden in my backyard. Cause making this song up is just as hard. Cause making this song up is just as hard. Ooh, shalala, ooh, ooh, shalala. That song you just heard is Um Shalala by Haley Hendricks. She's playing at Newport this year. Her record's on Mama Bird Recording Co. She's really good. You should wake up early and go see her play. Bye-bye.